pretty much just mean like art uh, in this specific conversation, like painting is kind of like uh, taking, and this, I guess there's probably like, maybe this is surrealist or surrealism. I don't know art forms, but uh, like taking something and making it into something else, um, which I feel like kind of ties into what you're talking about, like sort of, if that makes sense. So you're talking about take a painting mm-hmm. and turn that into something else? No, like a painting would take, like for from your example from last week, the coffee table, like mm-hmm. the painting would take a coffee table and make it into something else. It, in theory, that's like, I don't, I can't think of a painting where it's a cof, it's a specifically a coffee table, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, so it's, you take an item that has its universal purpose and then within art, you make that have a different purpose? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like that ties into what you're saying. Like when you're a kid, you don't know it's a coffee table. It's just a thing. And someone like tells you it's a coffee table. And the creativity is kind of trying to pull away from that, like (laughs) thinking that like, okay, this is a coffee table and there's like nothing I can do about it. And I feel like that's kind of escalated in art sometimes have you ever seen the beauty and the beast uh like a really long time ago i feel like so like the old cartoon right uh yes as you were saying that it made me think of the uh like the clock that comes to isn't there like a clock that comes to life and a candlestick doesn't a candlestick come to life or something that's what that made me think of yeah yeah uh, same the same thing, right? Because it's like it is a little kind of funky. It's just like a um, there's something about like I'm trying to like really put the thought together here, and I'm not doing a great job of it. But it's like just pulling away from this. Uh, everything is exactly like what it is, and it can't be anything else, and it can't do anything else. Like normality or something. Yeah, but. It's like pulling away from reality, I guess. Not to be <laughs> too like uh, fake deep psychedelic with it, but it is like kind of an element of that, like um, looking at looking at something and just knowing, like, okay, the, the yes, that is a chair, but what else? Or what else could it do in a world where it could do those things? <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're going either, but uh <laughs> I didn't, I I actually don't really hate it. Um but then you you know, then there's the just continuing on like art styles. There's like people love art of just things that exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like skylines or the ocean or mountains, nature. Um like landscape. Yeah, people love that shit. I do. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, saying that's, like, a weird thing to like. What is it about that, like, versus just a photograph? Is it just the fact that it was, hand, like, painted by a person? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about landscape paintings, essentially, versus, like, a photograph. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. the actual artwork yeah. versus just a snapshot. Um, it, That might be subjective. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's true. Cause right. Some some people, I feel like you can buy like expensive photography in galleries and stuff, j- just the same as you can with paintings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. For me, it might be. I don't know if I feel the same looking at a painting as I would a photo, but it does sort of depend on the landscape for me because I'll be biased towards certain areas over others. You know, mm-hmm. like a city skyline. Probably, I probably won't. It probably won't evoke the same emotion in me as like, I don't know, a nice, nice mountain range. Yeah, but we'll uh, let's take the mountain range, leave the city skyline because that doesn't seem like it's your thing. Would a image of that, like a photo, not just like one you took on your phone, like a real photo, versus a painting, like what would, what's the emotional difference that that causes? Of the same exact whatever mountain 
the mountains. I think a painting would only, I think a painting would mean more if it was a place that I had an attachment to versus if it was just a non, like something I hadn't seen before. Yeah. I don't know what the painting, I guess, takes a little more time and dedication with it um, versus just the photo. Yeah, it, it definitely evokes that same familiarity that you might have with it because someone sat there and painted that and it's a place you know very well as opposed to just kind of coming by and maybe taking a picture of it. Out, out, out. <laughs> out, out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely wrestling. Oh, watch his foot. There he goes. Thank you. Thanks, Sierra. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh my Dude, I mean, score for them. Fucking Phil came in and unplugged shit. They didn't unplug anything. <laughs> that was close. Uh, okay, really, I'll just take you through my like emotions through that. Uh, I thought that Sierra was mad and that she just like opened the door and let the dogs in <laughs> because like I just assumed like you had forgotten to take them out or something. <laughs> And then she came in and she was like, like happy and like taking them out. And I was like, oh, I just fucked up and didn't close the door is all that. (laughs) (laughs) I did that. I caused that. Uh, that I had a feeling they were going to find a way in here. That was really funny. Um, However, one thing I did want to add back to the conversation, the craftsmanship and the painting is probably something that would actually stand out to me. Yeah. Um. That'd be one thing I'd be looking for, but for sure. Um, then you get into AI artwork, right? The craftsmanship element of it is gone, but some of uh, do you think like do, do you st- yeah, and then like for me the like familiarity with the scene like we were just talking about is also gone. So in that sense, that reminds me so much closer of a photograph than. Of artwork. Not to say it's not cool. Like AI artwork is cool, but it's more of a photograph than it is a painting. I think anyhow. Mm-hmm. Today I saw um you ever been in like the Easy Pass Lane or the Express Lane or something. Yep. And you see somebody drive through the cones, or not cones, but little pillars or pylons type things, and separating the Easy Pass Lane from the. Oh, drove through them. Yeah. No, I've never seen that. I've seen it happen like two or three times this Damn. since like the start of summer. But today I saw somebody do it, and they drove. Like, it was a pretty sharp turn because they were trying to get in the. Off ramp, okay. Because I guess maybe there wasn't a uh, express lane exit for that exit, so he cut through traffic. What the fuck? Today you yeah, saw this? Today. Holy but shit! They were only he got pretty lucky because there wasn't a, there there weren't a whole lot of cars behind him that were coming up as yeah. he was passing. But I couldn't believe it. And then you so you can like those pylon that you can just drive like right cones. through those fucking things. Yeah, they're like they're like they just like swing. Damn, well, they, I you'll run know. over and then they'll pop back up. I thought they were like more rigid than that. They're like one of those. Well, maybe some of them are, but the ones on on sixty six. Huh. It's like those those dummies you could punch and they come back up. Yeah, I I can picture it, but man, I did not. I thought like that would like fuck your car up. Yeah. My thing is like, how badly you need to get off. You know, it's like, is that shit worth like the extra maybe ten minutes it's gonna take you to take the next exit and like loop your way down? I don't know. I find it hard to believe that there's a situation where you needed to do that. But I guess there could be one. I'd be nervous of getting pulled over, too. Oh, like that's yeah. reckless 150% oh, yeah. of the time, I feel like. And and it's like, 
getting pulled over just kills the whole thing you were going for, having this take less time. Like, yeah, fuck that. People be doing some crazy shit on the roads, though, man. That's just a fact, especially up there, Northern Virginia. I feel like that's all we do is just bitch about Northern Virginia on the show now, but I'm going to keep doing it, so... Well, we made it. Good Fridays. Episode 5-0. Five 5-0. Oh, who you got? Ryan Shazier. Um, Zach Randolph. Okay. Zebo. Let's go. Aaron Gordon, I think he's number 52. Yeah, I think you're right. Well. I think you're correct. On Denver? Mm-hmm. He nice. didn't always. He wasn't always fifty, though, was he? I thought he was double zero in Orlando or zero. Oh, I think you might be right about that. What do you think about double zero as a sports number? I feel like growing up, I saw it a lot with goalkeepers in soccer. Yeah, that's like that was a popular, at least from what I saw. That's probably true. I don't. I never really saw it in basketball. Never saw it in baseball or football or hockey. Do you see it in football now? No, I don't. I heard something that like. It might be a thing at some point soon, but I think zero is a thing in football. At least yeah, in college yeah. football, it definitely is. I don't know right. if it is in NFL. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It. It seems like it's sort of a weird number. Single zero is kind of cool looking, but double zero. I, I don't know. It's, I'm not a fan. I don't think. Hmm. Man, I was a big fan of the other night, dude. Uh, the Virginia Tech game. Yes, is that sir. what you're talking about? Yes, sir. What'd you it's, think about that? Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, how can you be upset? They looked so good. And uh the stadium was packed. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know how you could walk away from that being upset or anything but at least like happy with Yeah. It you know, it's not like well, I mean, when's the last time we've had good quarterback play? Probably that dude. And Hooker on the wall. Yes, sir. Shout out Hannon Hooker. But, um, so you watched? Yeah, yeah. I didn't end up going. I was going to, um, but and me and my dad were going to go, but uh, we both kind of just decided because we couldn't get a place in town. So we were staying in Roanoke. And um, it had been a while since we've actually just like hung out. And we were both like, well, we probably could get more just hanging out and like catching up done just at the house yeah so we did that and then just watched and i ended up staying in culpepper and we uh watched the steelers the next day so i feel like i did i was a little upset because we looked so good and i wasn't there but uh what i wanted to achieve from that weekend i felt was better suited at home than you got more out of it being at home yeah because it would have been like uh yeah kind of a hectic day yeah um especially without staying there um you could have still recovered after a loss too at home, but making that drive to Roanoke after a mm-hmm. eight o'clock game and you lost at yeah. home, uh, I'll take that zero out of ten times. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's fine. Um, I I don't think I'm going to another game though this year, which is kind of sad. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I might get rid of my season tickets. Yeah, I I'm thinking my money would be better spent with basketball tickets, um, because those are I mean those are so much fun to go to and uh, it's you, it's like actually reasonable that you could stay in town and still go to the game, and I don't know I just feel like that is starting to make more sense. I also pr- like the direction our basketball team is going in as a program versus our football team. Yeah, we thought about doing basketball tickets last year, but so many of the good games are during the week. Yeah, that that's what kind of sucks about it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm like still iffy on doing that, but I think the football tickets are I, – I used to have the philosophy of like I want them for a long time, mm-hmm. but now I'm more like is that kind of like I'm not even going. I'm having a very hard time selling them. I didn't sell the pit tickets. I put them up for $50. Nobody bought them. Um, you know, it's so like the landscape for selling your tickets is so dependent on the team being good. Um, 
and if they're not good, like I mean, I I don't think I would have a problem selling like the next game's tickets uh, because how good they looked. But I, I that I don't want to have money like tied up that way, relying on a fucking Virginia Tech to be good at football, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's just to make like some of the money back. I still like losing money that way. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I'd rather just like kind of ball out on one game if I really wanted to go and like get a place to stay and like do the full experience than have these season tickets where I'm not even going. And when I do and don't have a situation kind of prearranged like I did with you, uh, I don't even have that much fun, you know? It's, yeah. That balance is like, it's too much right now, I think. I, I will uh, I will revisit that when it's time to renew tickets. Really think about what I want to do. Yeah, I think for me it, it weighs heavy on um, if I'm coordinating like when I know I'm gonna have friends coming back for other games. You know, that definitely plays a big part because I I mean that can change your weekend whether you're just going by yourself or two or three other people versus yeah going to see a bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the games are still a lot of fun, but I'm just kind of at the point now where it's like I, I'm enjoying watching it at home, and it's like, damn, why, why am I spending all this money? I could use that on something else. Um, but I don't know. Again, I'll probably buy back into some stupid hype train by the time it's <laughs> renewed tickets and I'll have them again next year and we'll have the same conversation on episode 100. But you know, I heard uh I don't know if it's been confirmed. I heard they might make the FSU game a night game. Oh, I thought it was a 3:30. Well, maybe it's been confirmed. I had heard something a few days ago. They were talking about a potential primetime game. That's going to suck. Cause it's on the, <laughs> We're going to get fucking killed. Yeah, <laughs> That's not, this is not going to be fun to watch. It's going to be rough. Um, we are 2-0 and at night this year, though. Oh, so it's big, big news if it gets changed tonight. Dude, I heard, um, uh, you know who Tupac is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. I heard they, they made an arrest in connection to his murder this past week. What do you think about that? Um, Alleged murder. If yeah. If he is really. I, I don't know. Uh, when was that? When did he pass away? Yeah. 1996. So there's still people looking into this? Or did they just get a new tip? Or what's the... They arrested this guy named Keith D. Keith D. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> yeah. Or is it one of those jail for hire guys, you know? Some uh, Breaking Bad shit. Well, people talk about how this guy's Suge Knight. He's like the head of Death Row Records mm-hmm. and part of Pox Management. They talk about how he he knows who did it, or he knows who's responsible, or maybe he's responsible. Um, there's lots of conspiracies around that, but I just thought it was interesting because that's a case that's, like I said, 1996. We're in 2023, almost 2024, and it's a really big rapper. So, <laughs> yeah. Um How did they get, like, uh, I'm just confused how, like, it came about. Like, did somebody, like, tip them off? Like, or is, like, have, like, do they have, like, a team on this? You know, it's like, how did, like, uh, they arrest someone? I imagine someone, like, called in and was like, hey, this guy uh, did something. It said something or did something that's, like, Yeah, I'm trying sketchy. to, I'm trying to figure out what put them on to this guy now. Um, but it the only but the only thing I seem to find is, uh, you know, Ice T. Mm-hmm. He's saying this guy's basically dead following his arrest. <laughs> In quotes, basically dead. Basically dead. Yeah, I guess somebody's gonna try to get at him. But there are people who are saying, people who think they know are saying it's not this guy. Yeah, this is, is stupid. <laughs> This is stupid. <laughs> All right. 
I do have a question for you though. Okay. Um. And it's a pretty broad question. Okay. What is currency? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it's kind of the whatever at its, like, root core. It's what's exchanged in exchange for goods and services. That's, like, the core of what currency yeah. or money like, is. Like a, like a concept or definition? Yeah, like, it could be anything. Like, coasters. I'll give you, like, if that's what we just decided, that's what currency is, then, and there's, like, more at play than just being, like, okay, this is what we're doing, but, again, we're at, like, a core, deep center level, is, like, how many coasters for that lamp, you know, and then, but it has to be mutually understood that these coasters can then be used for a different good, good or service. They hold value. Yeah, they have to, because it's not, it can't be oh, it's three coasters for this lamp, and then you take those coasters and try to go get a haircut, and they're like, no, sorry, we don't take that. That Because then it it loses all value. If it can't, if it's not transferable to another good or service, then there is no value. And what do we use currency for? To obtain something? Yeah. Right? So do you think, do you think currency... Is it tangible or intangible or does it have to be something? No, it doesn't have to be tangible. I mean, credit cards, you know. But that's still tangible. Well, it is, but I don't give you five <laughs> credit cards for your <laughs> lamp. I just <laughs> swipe my credit card and it transfers the money to you. Right. Um, or debit card. Yeah, or if <laughs> people tap their phone, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> But that's still tangible because <laughs> it's an object. Yeah, I mean, something has to do the transfer. But, I mean, but then it, this is more, this is becoming more like of a technology question, right? Because then it's like, how could we transfer value to each other without a tangible thing? Without it just being like, I owe you $10. <laughs> what about like... um What about like experience or like an internship or something? Go on. You're offering your time, time being currency for experience in exchange Uh, for experience. Like an unpaid internship. Something like that. Or um, I just think it could be more broad. Like some people get, some people have certain opportunities because of um, their youth, beauty, how they carry themselves, just being good friends with somebody. Mm-hmm. I feel like these, there's a lot of other things that we hold value in, yeah. but I've never really recognized as a currency, but to me, the concept sort of fits. It does, because like in the sense of an unpaid internship, you are getting experience, which then you can use that to get something else. So you are still getting something that you can then use to do something else in. But it does get a little muddy if you talk about like beauty as like something that is like a valuable thing. Because then it's like, well, no, but I guess it's still kind of like um, you're, uh, you're striving for this thing. You're obtaining this thing, beauty, however that, whatever that means to you, losing weight, whatever i'm not saying that's what you have to do but you you know you get what i mean Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is you need to do to achieve that feeling and then that's still even if it's like internal you're still like exchanging it for something else like you're exchanging it for confidence or uh more tangible things like helping you in a career or something like that you know but that's not even at like a more simple, maybe more broad scale. Um, But you could use your beauty to gain money. Yeah. Um, So in that sense, it could be an exchange. Yeah. yeah. And and 
Or like, what about respect? I feel like respect. You could also say the same with respect. Yeah. Because if somebody gives you respect, you could help them out by opening a door or something like that, opening up a new avenue that they weren't. Yeah, but and and them giving you that in it's in exchange for something, right? And there's even like, and and this kind of goes back to the internal ones where you're like kind of almost uh, exchanging currency with yourself, like, okay, I'm gonna respect. I'm going to go back to the beauty one because it, it makes more <laughs> sense for my thought process. But like, I'm going to strive to make myself look better for whatever reason. And in exchange for that, I'm giving myself more self-confidence. And then that self-confidence holds value because it's like, if I take that out into the world, people could see me and in, in exchange give me respect and then I can take that respect and flip it for opportunity. So it's kind of all like, it is just like this weird, like million long chain of like micro transactions that are happening. But that, I mean, you know, that, that, that is like putting a very like binary thing on the, on like being a human, which just isn't true. But I, you could think about it that way, I think. I don't think that's, like, completely obscene. So I think about those things as currencies, and then I look at, like, I think we can use those kinds of things today. But even going back generations and centuries ago, mm-hmm. when money really wasn't, or cash or coin wasn't really the standard of currency at the rate it is today. So it was, I feel like at one point in time, those were really the main... Not maybe not beauty, for example, or respect, but being able to offer something in return for something else, but it wasn't actually currency that, like, it wasn't actually cash or coin that you were offering. You know what I mean? Yeah, the currency is a um, almost median of exchange, but take it back to just like trading and like bartering. Right. Literally, as black and white as like, I will give you this thing that you want for that thing that I want. And then, but hmm, this is a tough one. Isn't if you start thinking about like the value on intangible things and thinking about that as currency, yeah, I mean, but currency definitely does not have to be tangible. Definitely not. We're already going away from it. I mean, do you know, like. Compared to like our parents' generation, like how many people carry cash? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. My dad bitches at me about that all the time. He's like, "What do you mean you don't have cash?" I'm like, "People don't carry cash. <laughs> this is not a thing." I I do carry some, but I feel like that's only because he's like ingrained that in me that that's a good thing to do. But it's like, uh, without that like, you know, upbringing, I wouldn't right. fucking carry cash. Like I don't. Nobody, no peer has ever been like, "Hey, you should carry cash." You know, and that's my personal experience. I'm sure that's not the same for everyone everywhere, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I got a little rift here just on a tangent of having cash. I just, I heard something yesterday or day before and it was talking about how this guy was talking about like what he carries on him on a day-to-day basis and mm-hmm. cash was one of the, th- one of the things he mentioned, but a Rolex was another thing he mentioned <laughs> and his reasoning behind it was. I guess I think this guy used to be in the CIA or something like that. It was like if I'm if I ever got caught somewhere, I could use this as collateral, right? So oh, I've got this nice Rolex. I can use this in return for a car if I need to get out of a place in, a, in an emergency or something like that, yeah. which is something I hadn't thought of before or having like a set amount of cash. So if somebody comes up to you trying to kill you or something like that, you might be able to buy them off with however much you have. Yeah. But the yeah. Rolex thing is interesting though. I never that, I hadn't that's thought interesting. Of that. It's like wearing a it's like a portable car. Right. <laughs> it's like you <laughs> or could a house in some cases. Yeah, I mean you could like literally like, like reasonably right trade that in the right situation. And it's especially if it's real, right? Yeah. In the right situation though, right? Cuz that's not 
you know, I, I don't. That know. doesn't that, mean anything to some homeless person trying to rob you or something. Or, and it doesn't mean anything to like if you're in a situation where you need a car and like you go up to somebody who like only has one car and you're <laughs> like, hey, unless it's like a beater, right? I guess right. that's kind of the point. Is it's like actually is worth more money than the, but you know, it's like no man, like I need a car to get to work. <laughs> like yeah, that ro- the watch is probably worth ten thousand dollars more, but it's like. I have to. I have a job. Right. <laughs> I need to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I can't just give you my car. So that's a little uh, silly, but it's also. I mean, it's kind of interesting. It and like there are situations where that actually could work. So that's kind of cool. To get back to the currency, um, like if if the world stopped today, do you think you could find a way to make money? Like if, what do you mean the world stopped? Like all like jobs, society like of, yeah, just collapsed. Maybe, I guess in a way. Um, but do you think, yeah, in a sense, <laughs> like you lost your job, uh. nobody's really working average jobs. Do you have any way that you could make money? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's like I don't know how to like can shit or like you know or stuff like, gr- like that. Like grow like, vegetables. I don't know how to do that. Farm. Like, I don't know how to do anything that's not like a uh, fucking computer-based you know like uh which is kind of scary if you think like i don't know how to fucking work on cars and shit you know like i i just like someone like i can i'm I'm like i know how to do shit with like that is revolved around technology so like if i don't like have access to that i'm kind of just like fucked as far as like my skills you know what i'm saying um uh, yeah, this makes me want to take one of those like apocalypse classes or some shit. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in our generation are in that boat. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like a big thing for me that I try to always have patience with like older people not being good with technology because it's like, shit, man, if you tried to ask me to fucking like change the oil in a car, like I would be an idiot. Uh, and so like I can't get mad at people when it's like, but it is so easy because you're like, well, how do, how do you not know how to do this? Like everybody does. But that those. But I, that's just society becoming more and more intertwined with technology is what that is. And our like our kids generation will be even worse <laughs> as far as like uh, knowing how to do like regular things. Um, as I, I don't know why I call them regular, but you know what I mean when I say that, like changing a tire. Yeah. And shit like that. Um. Things that used to be normal for people to do on their own. Yeah, and like, um, what's an example? Oh, yeah, I was talking about this at work today, driving a, a manual transmission. Do you know how to do that? No. Me neither. Uh, but I, like, this, but our generation will be the last generation that, like, knows how to do that. Because it's, like, it's it's dying off, like, rapidly. I think I think it's already heading there. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like we're we are like, but that's the only reason there's like still a portion of this that that knows how to do that. Um, because there's always going to be like the enthusiast, right? That kind of wants to know that kind of shit. But that's like a tiny. But like our parents still like some parents still cared about that shit growing up. Like, oh, what if you're in a situation where there's not an automatic transmission car and you yep. need to drive, right? Like that's a thing. But like. That's like not going to be a thing it soon, you know, like it was mind blowing to me to find out today that they still make cars that are manual transmission. I thought that was like already stopped happening, but uh yeah, that's like a that I mean that's like one example of you could probably pull a million, but that's one that always comes to mind for me like yeah, no, I'm actually probably never going to be in a situation where I need to drive a manual <laughs> truck and even if I am like generation below me will not be like you know it's almost like becoming like a minuscule it's already a tiny chance but it's going to be like minuscule soon that you'll ever find yourself in that situation um but then you know that kind of escalates to being like you can back up a car without a backup camera right yeah that that'll be gone soon you know what i mean like as that becomes like more intertwined and they just come on cars like, it'll just be a thing that everybody knows how to do. Um, and that's not to say, like, that's not still... Like, that'll take longer, because that you can still get a car without a backup camera. Mm-hmm. But 
becoming less of a premium feature. I think anyway, like as it used to be when it first came out, it was like, yeah. oh shit, like top of the line comes with a backup camera. Now it's like maybe the base base model doesn't come with one, but like you don't have to pay for the premium leather seat package to get a right. backup camera in a car. Just it's not like that anymore. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, uh, as far as like having skills, if the like, like being able to make money on off, your own. off the grid, yeah. no chance. <laughs> I guess I'd have to just figure something out. Um, but no, as of right now, I would have to come up with a plan if I, if that happened. I've been thinking about that like the last couple months, like because I don't think what I do at work on a day to day basis is something I could do on my own to make money if. Shit did hit the fan. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. I'm also not like strong. So like I couldn't like move. I couldn't even just like move rocks around. Because <laughs> like I get strong. Though. Yeah. I think that would probably be like the easiest. And not that that would be easy. But like as far as like kind of on the fly. Like I would definitely that would definitely be part of whatever plan I went is like just get in fucking crazy shape because like I'm probably gonna have to do some manual labor coming <laughs> up. Be a rancher. Yeah, I could do that. Hmm. All right. What would your what would your utopian city look like? Um doesn't, well, it doesn't have to be what it would look like, but what kinds of amenities and things would you have? What What would your... Uh, a like? lot of water. A lot of, like, um, not, like, water, bodies of water, like, places to get water. Like, uh, just water fountains, like, everywhere. Yeah. With, like, good like good ones. With ice and shit. Like, you could just get, like, no matter where the fuck you are in the city, like, you can find a water fountain close by that's, like, clean, fucking nice water. Yeah. Uh, maybe even throw some sparkling ones in there. That's some French shit I saw on some TV. Sparkling, There's some water fountains with sparkling. Yeah, water. that's some French shit, which I could fuck with that. Yeah. Um. No cars allowed. Okay. <laughs> some fucking nice ass public transport. Buses, shuttles. Um. Yeah. Uh, What's your public transport? Maybe like a Bikes? monorail thing. You Ooh. know, like a train. Yeah. I always thought those were cool. I don't really know if that's like the best way to do it. Um, maybe even a subway. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent out on that. I don't really know. Um, yeah, a lot of pedestrian streets though, like pedestrian, uh, malls and shit with a bunch of shops. So you're going to have everything pretty close together. Yeah. Small. I wouldn't want it to be huge. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and what do houses look like? What do you mean? Like, like where are people living? Oh, I I guess apartment like apartment buildings. Yeah, condos, I guess like maybe like suburbs, some like uh, like row house type shit, like townhomes on some yeah. uh, Baltimore type shit. Okay. Um. So maybe not necessarily a ton of apartment. I mean, there's gonna be some apartment scattered, right, for some lesser income type shit. But this general is thing, it's is a like, utopia though. There's no lesser income. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. Well, then maybe like just... Mm. Unless you want lesser income in your utopia. No, but maybe, uh, I guess, maybe lesser income is not the right term in utopia, but like, I guess maybe a more modest, so people like a fucking one-bedroom, fucking tiny place to live. Um, And then like, as you could, that would be like city center, and then you'd go out, and there would be like suburbs, but like cool suburbs where like there's still shit going on, you know, not like... uh. The whole thing would be like walkable. That would be like my big thing. It's like for me, that's like the best thing ever is to like you don't have to get in your car to go to the fucking grocery store if you need one thing. Like uh Is there just are there a couple big supermarkets scattered throughout or or is there um are there like local a little shops bit of both? I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like go too crazy here where it's like Sometimes you need a Walmart, you know? <laughs> it's like you just need everything to be fucking be in one place. Uh, so that's that's still, like, happening. Uh, but definitely some, like, local shit going on. Somehow they live in harmony. That's the utopia part is that Walmart doesn't just swallow the whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, won't happen. But uh, yeah, that for me, it, the walkability, like even in the suburbs, when you get out, like maybe it's maybe it's not an ideal walk. Like maybe you would want to drive, but like you could if you just needed one thing, you could walk, you could get somewhere uh, to get it. And then, you know, as you got outside of city center, like the houses would spread out a little bit, have some yards. Um, I saw this shit online once and I like thought it was like such a crazy idea. Like think about like the, like a good suburban neighborhood, right? Like where all the houses are pretty close together still, but you have a full yard, you have a single family home. Um, like the idea of like, allowing people to like open businesses in like the garage of their house or just using like their main floor of their house could be a cool idea because it keeps like the suburban kind of flow to things but like there's like restaurants and shit that you can like go to in people's houses yeah that idea i saw it like i mean there's definitely like i don't know like i there's definitely some issues that you can bring up against it but it's like I saw that shit online I don't remember where I saw it at it's like you're a personal chef but you have a couple tables in your yeah you have a couple tables it's like hey you know and then that like allows like small businesses to form in suburban areas without it being like uh, you're not paying additional rent to have a business somewhere. It's like it's in your house. In a commercial it's, space. Yeah. yeah. Like allowing people to use their houses for commercial purposes. Uh, whatever that is. Fucking dentist. Like, you know, like your neighbor's a dentist, so they just set up a fucking dental office in their house, and you just, that's your dentist. <laughs> you just go over to your fucking neighbor's house. Uh, it's that, like, sounds to me what would be, like, perfect. Uh, you can go now because I feel like I talked for a long time. No, I, I kind of just rather go based on yours. Are you saying that you would rather have different, like on the suburb side, you'd have little towns within each thing almost. So you'd have your dentist in your town or your little your little village. Oh, well, I'm saying in that specific thing was like, People being able to run the business out of their home. Yeah. Like, okay. think about, like, South Wales, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, a suburban neighborhood. That's what it is. And, like, imagine, like, people who, like, could just open, like, a little restaurant in their house or, like, a little dental office or, like, a little fucking, I don't know, vacation planning center or something. It's, like, uh, and, again, it's different now as far as, like, more service based like some service based stuff because you can do everything online but it's like that idea just doesn't exist and it would be kind of cool I don't know how well it would do you know that's where like the utopian part comes in because it's like like the overhead of like running a like a legitimate business would require like more traffic coming in than maybe just like what's in your community um but I don't know. I feel like there there's like a happy medium between just being like me and you are neighbors, right? And I'm cooking and I'm like, hey, come over for dinner tonight and like having a full on business. There's like there exists something where it's like you have a sign out, it's like, hey, call for seating or something. And you have like a nice dining room setup and you just cook for people and they pay you money for it, you know, like that seems like something that could exist sustainably. Even if it's not your full-time job, you know, like you love to cook as opposed to just me being like, and you can still have dinner parties with your friends, but it's like, as opposed to just having like, oh, come to my home and I'll cook for you. It's like, pay me (laughs) and then I'll cook for you and I like make some money. You paid money, probably a little bit more than you would to go to like fucking Chili's or something, but you just had like a home cooked, like really delicious meal fucking made right in front of you and you're like three feet from your house so that just seems like something that would be cool uh but then you know it's like how do you tax that but then we're back in utopia so (laughs) we we just figure that out (laughs) yeah i think it'd be cool if there was a way where you did break up not break up the society but you've got so you've got this 
large area of civilization and be able to have groups sectioned off to where each system would sort of have their own thing. Each village would have their own doctor, dentist, different things like that. But I think it'd be cool if there was a way to eliminate the dollar aspect and go based on services or products you're using as currency versus going by a bill or a... Did you just say currency? Uh, Well, yeah. Um, But then it, it gets into the... Like, currency is like a tool to make things universal. So... If you cook me dinner, you can you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. now with with the whatever I gave you in return for you cooking me dinner. You don't have to take that and try to find someone who wants that. Uh, like you don't have to cook dinner for your barber. You can just go to your barber and cook for other people. You know that's where I feel like the currency makes it like a smoother transition. Whereas if you're just trading like services and stuff for each other, it'd be like to get a haircut you'd have to cook for your barber and like they might not like the food that you make hmm yeah I think I think I'd also add people people having a skill that they can use to make money on things versus having to go work at Target or something or Walmart or something Mm -hmm. like that like if people were what if it wasn't that hard to make your own clothes Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that, or it really wasn't that crazy to make your own shoes or different things like that to where you wouldn't really have to buy. You wouldn't have to go find somebody. There would be no like make it. Yeah. So then it allows you to focus more on like, you're not, you don't need money to buy shoes because you you know how to make sure, you know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. So I feel like you could steer your focus off chasing something to get the money and using that energy better towards something else but I don't know what that one thing would be but how I mean how how different would my life be if I didn't have to buy clothes all the time or not all the time but you know what I'm saying like I don't know and then and yeah. why do, and with clothes why do people buy clothes like why are there why isn't there just one shirt well like when you when you go to buy a shirt what are you looking for why you personally or like yeah. you being just you humans? Per, you per, like humans. Like how practical is it that somebody goes and buys a shirt just because they like it and it's a brown shirt or a green shirt? Oh, I want to get in. I want to get a this and orange now. Like why isn't that one? Why do you why does something need to change about it in order for you to like it that much more or get something else when it's just it's the same product over again? Right, but, you know, then it's getting into, like, um, graphics and stuff like personality that. Personality, almost. Like, it, it, and people like clothes as a way to, and not everybody, but people like clothes to express themselves in, um, in a way without having to, I don't know, even really say anything. Or, like... And there, it's definitely not a secret that, like, the way you dress definitely says something about your personality. Like, uh, people would act differently around me if I was, like, in a suit at work, whereas I'm, like, dressed like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, a vibe that, like, kind of intertwines you with the way you dress. <laughs> uh, but, um, and and, like... I don't know that that is also just gets into like some people are way more like that than other people like for me I'm like hooked on these shirts because I like the way that they fit me and I don't have to air dry them they don't shrink I can just put them in the washer and then put them in the dryer I don't have to pay attention to fucking temperatures and shit like that's what I like about them because it's like it's practical for me to throw a load of laundry in and they don't wrinkle like that is also practical for me because it's like it's very common for me to throw a load of laundry in the dryer and then just go to bed and wake up and pull my clothes out of the dryer. And if it was like a shirt that wrinkled super easily, I would look like shit all the time. But it's like, it doesn't. Um, but that's like the kind of stuff that me personally, I pay attention to more so than like, oh, like I like the color of this or like I like the graphic on this. 
but that's just me. Some people, you know, it's like a whole different thing. What do you think of a society where people would wear a lot of the same thing? Like the same looking, same looking outfits. Uh, I don't like or that. Similar, similar looking. Outfits. I don't like that. I don't think it's getting a little too uh, big brothery. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I guess it depends if it was just kind of naturally people like found the same thing that they all like like minded, don't really give a fuck about like anything other than just this shirt. But like, there's something weird about like nobody being like. Uh, actually, I kind of want to wear that in tie-dye instead of brown, you know? Because, like, that's, like, getting into, like, creatives and artists and stuff. And I feel like a society without that is it could, could get boring quick. Without some fucking weirdos, man. Like, the world, like, a perfect society needs some, like, fucking weirdos. Because that's, like, where cool shit comes from, you know? Like, uh super artsy like people that are geniuses creatively like are probably not just normal to talk to you know I feel like that kind of almost plays into that uh, wanting to do things a different way so if we take that and rewind hundreds and hundreds of years ago you think were there still people who were creative creative yeah people like I mean, there's always been art. Cool right? things were still being created, right? Yeah. Art and music. Um, How much of that do you think was influenced on what they were wearing on a day-to-day basis? Oh, what? Oh, okay. That's mm, probably not as much as it is, say, now, but part of that might have been a resources thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's actually interesting. Uh, I'd also add think that about I think social media is a big reason as to why people dress the way they do now. Mm. So is it, I'm sure it could be creative, like a creative outlet in some ways, but I think in other ways it's almost clouding your mind of thinking freely because you're trying to appease, or you're, you're trying to give off a certain image of your style without actually making anything like does it even does it does that even matter Mm. well if it's i say this a lot i've like you got to be like about that life for real and then i'm cool with anything but i do i i do like have a problem with people who and this same thing goes for any part of your personality like your music taste your types of like movies you watch tv shows you watch like I'm okay with you putting up any kind of aesthetic that you want on the internet, but you got to be about that life. Like, I I don't want to fucking find out that you're faking that shit and you're like putting something up there just for the aesthetic of it, you know, Uh, which I do think happens. um, And I probably, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time, but yeah, that's kind of my big rule is like, don't, just be about it. Don't uh, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Like anything. Like there's nothing that will like really like irk me about your personality as long as you're actually like that. You know. Um, I guess I shouldn't go that far because there's obviously things that just annoy me anyway. <laughs> but like I at least can like look past it and be like, okay, maybe like we're not compatible personalities, but you're at least you're real about it. So that's that's all I can really ask for. At a bare minimum. But yeah, I think that's that's a pretty solid point you're making. So I think about, like, if, if everybody was wearing similar outfits and nobody was really standing out. Because I think another reason, or another thing you could look at with that is it's showing everybody's sort of, like, nobody's better than anybody else based on what they're wearing. Yeah. So I think, I think creative people are creative regardless of whether yeah. or not they can dress a certain way. Yeah, that's fair. So if they weren't living their life based on an image of their style or what they look like or being online or anything like that, might help them channel that kind of energy towards something more innovative and industrial and so like a like a product mm. that's um, very innovative, something that can actually shift the world in a positive direction, you know? Yeah. Versus just, I don't know, 
Because I feel like I see it all the time where celebrities talk about how tough it is to be famous. Yeah. Because you have to keep up that image. And you you feel like you have to post certain things and talk about other things in order to keep that image up. Yeah. But if you just let that creative person create and they don't have to focus about all that other stuff that really doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Think about the kind of product you can get when they're able to focus all of that on one thing. That's what I think about it. Some, uh, they talked, they touched on that shit in a fucking Oppenheimer. Did you ever see that? No, I never saw it. It's a scene where he's like, uh, still in school. I, I think that's the scene. He's still in college and it's like, like one of the professors tell him like get out of here like because he's like struggling with like some like uh, I guess nitty gritty stuff but like the theoretical things he's thinking of are like really fucking crazy and he's and they just say like go somewhere where they're just gonna let you think which was a cool line like I thought about that and that I feel like that's kind of all, it ties into what you're saying like don't fucking worry about this. Like, just go. I can see that you have something in you. Like, just go do that and don't. Uh, and then, I mean, but you see art, you see musical artists do it all the time with like shutting themselves into studios and stuff, you know, kind of blocking out noise and just creating and some best, some artists, best projects come that way. there be low crime in your utopia no tons of crime high crime that's the best part no yeah i mean you know everybody i think it's kind of the strive for zero (laughs) crime uh yeah probably no crime i saw this thing um today i guess there's a cvs in dc and the shelves are empty Mm. not because people are scrambling to buy things but because people are, packs of teens are coming in every night and are looting things. Yeah, because it's legal. And then they're selling them back to vendors, street vendors, and then the vendors are <laughs> upcharging like on toothbrush, like different all the stuff that the CVS no longer small has. business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> capitalism, baby. Small business, the fucking heartbeat of America. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. The fucking the things that happen at CVS are insane because it's literally legal to steal from them. So why the fuck? Like, it's a moral thing if you don't do it, right? But why is that allowed? I I don't know. No one really fucking knows. But it's just a thing. You can just go into a CVS and just take shit, and it's like, like you feel. I feel weird fucking paying for shit in there. You know, it's like I'm getting like a six pack or something. And I'm like, I could probably just take this, you know, uh, fuck. I, I was watching, um, Atlanta last night and they fucking did a bit about that shit. He was like, they were at a shoe store. He's like, they have, they have a no chase policy. Oh, like I can just fucking, all they can do is give me great customer service. <laughs> and then he just like takes shoes and he just walks out and the guy's like, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> it's like, that's really happening. Like ever, like that happens daily. You know, which is fucking crazy Uh, because that in turn makes it legal to steal from CVS and Walgreens and shit. I know some were like have (coughs) gone to the strategy of just like everything is locked up behind and you like go ask for what you need, which is fucking bonkers that we have to do that. Like people have to go through that shit because we can't fucking get our act together enough to like figure out a way to like stop people from doing that (laughs) other than that way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man, it's fucked up. But then, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't fucking know, man. I remember, uh, when Calvin and I went to Chicago for the Donda LP three after the show we were walking we were trying to get some food but it was late and a lot of places were closed mm-hmm. we are also just trying to get something to drink ended up going to the 7-Eleven but they were locking it like it was locked okay and the guy would come let like three or four people in at a time and then let you out and then let oh, you come what back the in fuck? I guess to prevent situations like that yeah that's the first time I'd ever seen something like that before 
I was in Richmond. Uh, I guess it must have been after a show or something, concert, and we went to get food at a Sheets, and there was a fucking armed guard, man, fucking bulletproof vests and like guns and shit. It's like we're at, we're at a fucking Sheets, like <laughs> they weren't just eating there, like they that was their duty was to guard the fucking Sheets. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm in a Sheets, like. I just want some fucking, I just want like some shitty mac and cheese bites and french fries, dude. Like, we have an armed guard in here. Uh, oh shit, I don't know, man. People just love robbing convenience stores, I guess. And Walmart. Because I think Walmart's pulling out of Chicago. They're just going to fucking leave? Damn. Pretty sure they are. Um, do you have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Swag. Oh, I'll, real quick. I, uh, company came in called, uh, Macintosh for training. Not like Apple, like Macintosh audio equipment. Uh, showing off like their amplifiers, preamps, speakers. All of it is like, like the speakers are like $6,000 each, right? So this whole system we're listening to is, like probably well, like close to thirty thousand dollars. Fucking crazy, dude. Like the, I didn't, th- I didn't, uh, I didn't know like recorded music could sound that good. Like, if you closed your eyes, they played this track of this girl like playing acoustic guitar and singing, and it literally like if you closed your eyes, it felt like she was just sitting there. Like, this is wild. And this ha- this was at like ten o'clock in the morning. I was like, I can't believe I'm fucking going through this like mind blowing experience at ten o'clock in the morning. But uh. Yeah, shout out fucking Macintosh. I kind of want some of their shit, but I don't have any money, so I might sell my car and move to my utopian society. I thought when you started that story, you were going to say somebody was reaching out to be a sponsor. I don't know why. Oh, no. Damn. (laughs) Oh, no, very not that. (laughs) Sorry. One day. This sick company called BetterHelp, and uh, yeah, what have you been listening to? Uh, same shit, I guess. Um, I want to try to get it without looking. Um, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to. I had some weird shit on the other day, like, um, I don't know, I don't remember what song I picked to just do like a song radio for on Spotify, but I ended up like, usually I'll do that when I'm like cooking. And uh, I'll just, like, kind of like songs as I'm going by and then, like, kind of check them out after the fact. But I, I definitely, like, got, like, a few new bands that I haven't had anything else saved by them. Um, so hopefully it doesn't turn out to be some of those ones that are bad and I end up just deleting. But, yeah. But uh, I can't say I haven't really been like listening to them. Just kind of found a bunch of new stuff. Playlist will be good this week. Yeah, I checked out the Dev Lemons and Jordana songs you had on there. Those were cool. That uh the Jordana with the T V girl. Yeah. That song is so fucking good. They did like them doing that shit live was crazy. When they bring that fucking sample in, the like it's like it's almost like a poem or something. It sounds like a scene out of an old school movie. But they brought that shit in. It was it was nice. I I, I gotta say. And then Jack Harlow had a feature come out. <laughs> Did you listen? I s- I texted you, but I think that might have been one of the texts that didn't go through. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion on it, dude? He had he had like a million and a half views in twenty minutes. On YouTube? Damn. I think that's the most trash the thing he's ever been a part of. Oh, no. Absolutely <laughs> yes, not. Absolutely 100%, not. 100% the worst thing he's ever nah, been a part of. He did a song for a Scooby-Doo soundtrack movie, and that's oh, my least favorite song. I don't think I've heard of that. It's called Yikes. Yikes. And it's Yikes. That could be bad. Uh, but I think, <laughs> is this, do you know who this Korean guy is? No, but I I'm assuming ca- I don't care to, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's, fr- uh, you've heard of, have you heard of BTS? Yeah. He's I think like he's one of those one of those guys. guys oh, okay. I think. That makes sense. Um, and then I, uh, I threw on Lil Yachty's album 
yesterday, the one he dropped at the start of the year. What's that called? Let's start here. Oh, the like psychedelic one. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, the yeah, experimental yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Is that the first time you listened to it since since it came, it out. came out? Yeah, I pr- yeah, I could I could do it. It was cool, but I I think he put I think he just put out a a new album this past Friday. So oh, is it another psychedelic album? I don't think <laughs> or is so. it like back to kind of normal? I shit? think it's back to the rap. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I'm still working through my A to Z. Working through my song, I gotta get I gotta finish by the end of the year. Damn, because for 2024. Because I have a 2022, 2023 playlist because I didn't get it all in one year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to have my 2020. So every new song I listen to, I'm putting in that. And I'm going to try to keep them. Oh, that's cool. Filed by year. And then other playlists within that. But um, yeah, enough of that. Good Fridays. 5-0. 5-0. Thank you guys for rocking with us on this journey. It's been nice. It's been real. It's been real. It's going to keep being real, I think. Be real. Be real. Uh, Yeah, check out Good Radio. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for 51. Love you guys. Got a blast.